When I became a foster mom four years ago, I quickly realized there weren't many resources for foster or adoptive parents, much less for the millennial generation. That's where the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast comes in. Welcome to a no-frills look at the journey of foster parenting. It's millennial motherhood with real chats about all things foster care, from navigating home visits, court hearings, bio parents, and quote-unquote, getting to attach. Please join me every week for an honest conversation about foster care and adoption as a millennial mom. Welcome to the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast. Welcome back to the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast. My name is Brittany and I am a millennial foster and adoptive mom. My husband and I have had 10 kids in our home since we became licensed in 2016 and we have adopted three kids. We currently have four kids under eight and our youngest is four and we have one foster placement. But if you would like to hear more about our story and how we came to foster, please consider listening to episode one titled Our Foster Care Story. So before we get started with today's episode, I did want to say that my youngest is taking a nap right now and my other three kids are watching a movie. So if you hear anything in the background, that's probably what it is. I wanted to go ahead and try to record this just because I'm off school this week and we're going to be talking about the holidays and tomorrow's Thanksgiving. So I thought that this would be the perfect time to do that. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking about surviving the holidays and navigating the big emotions that come with the holidays and trauma. There are a lot of resources online for this, and last year I took a training class on the holidays and trauma, and that went towards our training hours for the year. And when I sign up for webinars to fulfill that requirement, I always try and make sure it is something that can directly apply to us. So last year, I took a webinar on surviving the holidays with trauma, which was honestly never even something that we had really dealt with until the Christmas that our girls came home. So I'm going to share my personal story with trauma in the holidays before we start talking about ways we can address triggers in a healthy and positive way. So here we are, our first Christmas as a family of five. And side note, that was our first and last Christmas of a family as a family of five because Carson came back home that January. And we were so excited to finally be able to shop and prepare for having girls and just really leaning into having girls for once. Um, if you remember up until this point, we had only ever had boys as placements, and I'm not really sure why, um, besides one respite placement, which was only for 10 days. We've only ever had boys until we got our girls. So I woke up feeling so excited on Christmas morning, and I'll tell you, my spirits were quickly crushed. One of our girls was so critical of every gift. She said things like, oh, I already have this, or I never asked for this. Completely ungrateful and unfazed. And looking back, I can see it wasn't just her, you know, being a brat. She was processing the different Christmases she had gone through in her prior homes and comparing them. We were home number five that she and her sister had been in, and she was only four and a half at the time. But regardless, my heart was broken at the harsh criticism of the Christmas we had provided our kids, and I know my husband was upset too. And before you say, man, you should teach your kids some gratitude, we have, and I'm happy to report she has never said anything like that again or done something like that since um, Christmas was one month 
since the girls had been home that year, so we were still knee-deep in transitioning, and the comparison to their old home was real. We were a lot more regimented and structured, not to say that we didn't have fun, but it was a much different environment and parenting style than what we have. So my first suggestion to survive the holidays when your children or placements have been through trauma is just to be aware of their backgrounds and the different ways that trauma might present itself. And it isn't just trauma, but it's also grief. Even if you've adopted your child, there might still be big feelings surrounding the holidays. They might withdraw or throw tantrums, complain more than usual, or they might be regressing in areas such as bedwetting or daytime accidents. Think about any triggers they might have. And I know for one of my kids, they experienced a pretty bad burn with their biological family. And they are terrified of getting burned in fire. So even sparklers at the 4th of July was a trigger. And it could be obvious triggers like that, or not so obvious, like a scent or even a food that reminds them of a memory. So just keep this in mind and try and be aware of any you have noticed and try and prevent exposure to these triggers at your home, at holiday events, or the homes of others. Next is just to prepare, 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 and explain, explain, explain. Being prepared is so helpful. I talked about this a few episodes ago about the importance of being prepared. I always make sure I have an extra outfit for each of my kids. We always take water bottles and snacks, a first aid kit. It puts my mind at ease knowing we at least have the minimum. If you have a new placement or going to a family's house where there will be a gift exchange, bring extra gifts along just in case. Although I know we might not be doing that much traveling to relatives' houses this year due to COVID. You never want your foster placement to feel left out if they weren't included in a gift exchange. If they have issues with food, you might bring something along they would eat. This might seem extra or like you're being disrespectful or ungrateful to the host. However, I would say usually if you explain the situation, not details due to confidentiality, but just tell the host quietly, I think in most situations they would understand. And if they don't, well, then you probably don't want to be spending your precious holiday time with them anyway. Ask your foster placement if there are traditions they did with their birth family that they would like to do at your home. Maybe there was a special food they had or a holiday song they sang, or maybe they celebrated a different holiday altogether. Another important thing to do is talk through the day and what it is going to look like so there are no surprises. Without the structure of school or typical work schedules or activities, Christmas vacation looks a lot different. Schedules are good for every child, but especially those in foster care. It lets them know what to expect and helps with transitions. Each day might look different due to different holiday traditions or events. In the morning over breakfast, let your child know a general plan for the day. Ask if they have any questions or how they feel about the day's plan. Give them an opportunity to provide their input. Remind them that at the end of the day, you'll be coming back home or wherever you will be staying. You might also think of a code word or a signal if they start feeling overwhelmed throughout the day and need a break. It is probably a good idea to let your family know there might be behaviors or tantrums, but remind them it has nothing to do with them. Lower expectations. I believe it was Caitlin who was on a few episodes earlier in the season who emphasized the importance of lowering your expectations. I really think my high expectations made the first Christmas with my girls so hard and emotional. Know that the holidays might look different this year. Not only do you have a new family member joining you, but they have their own baggage they are dealing with. 
they're grieving. You have changes you are having to adjust to as well. Lower your expectations of what the holidays are going to look like, especially since this year will be so different due to the pandemic. Give yourself and everyone around you grace, and everyone is just doing the best they can. For those who aren't doing the best they can, try and love them even harder. Another big thing to remember about surviving the holidays with someone who has experienced trauma is confidentiality. Remember that the details of your foster child's case is no one's business. Seriously, remember the confidentiality agreement you signed during your foster licensing. The holidays are when everyone wants to ask you questions about their case or why their birth parents lost custody. It is not only breaching their privacy, but how would you feel if your foster placement overheard you sharing private details about their life with some random aunt they've only just met today? If someone approaches you and asks for details, trust your gut. If your gut says you shouldn't share, then don't. Politely deflect or say honestly you aren't allowed to say. Remember, while you are a part of your child's story, it is still not your story to share. And lastly, take care of yourself. You have to make sure that you are taking care of yourself throughout the holidays, but especially if you are a caregiver of someone who has been through trauma. Trauma can add an extra layer to an already stressful season. Make sure you are getting enough sleep and balancing out those holiday cookies with a vegetable or two. Take time to enjoy your favorite things about the holidays, even if that means waiting until the kids are in bed. We sacrifice a lot for our kids, but it is important to remember what makes us enjoy the holidays too. So it's time for the Rose and Thorn part of the episode. If you are tuning in today for the first time, Roses and Thorns is a time to discuss a high and a low from the week. I like to start with a thorn so we end on a good note. And my thorn for this week is this past Sunday night, I hurt my back. I sat down on the couch wrong and tweaked my lower back. Um, And I guess it's just the muscle, but it has been sore and it's three days later and it still hurts and I feel like an old person. But I guess this is uh, what happens when you turn 30, guys. So my rose for this week is Thanksgiving break. I'm off for the entire week of Thanksgiving and I'm really excited about it. I didn't bring anything for school home, so I'm not even going to think about school and I haven't even touched my school bag, so it's a really good feeling. So that is going to wrap up this episode of the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast. Please stay tuned until the end of the episode. I have a special announcement. The Millennial Foster Mom Podcast can be found on almost any podcast listening app. If you listen through Apple Podcasts, I would so appreciate if you would leave a positive review. I'm up to 11 reviews so far, and with more reviews and downloads, the podcast will show up in more searches and can reach more foster and adoptive moms. If you could please leave a review or a rating, I would so appreciate it. And a huge thank you to everyone who has already taken the time to leave a rating and a review. The Millennial Foster Mom Podcast is created using an app called Anchor. So for my announcement, which honestly I don't think is going to be a huge surprise, but I wanted to formally say this, episode 15 is going to be the last episode of the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast Season 1, and I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me these past five months. 
um, as this podcast has grown and um, I've learned more about creating a podcast, I especially appreciate those of you who have continued to listen even when I wasn't uploading regularly due to things going on in my personal life and even when the episodes, I struggled to make them 15 minutes long. Um, Hopefully you've gotten something from this podcast and I just so so appreciate you listening and joining me each week. I do plan on coming back for season two in the spring. And if you have an episode idea or something that you want me to talk about for season two, please email me. Over the winter holidays, I definitely plan to start working on season two. And I just wanted to say I hope each and every one of you have a wonderful holiday season with your families. I know 2020 has changed things for a lot of us, but I hope it doesn't affect the light that you have within. You are going to do amazing things in 2021, and I hope you'll join me back here in the spring for season two of the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast. As always, if you would like to connect, you can email me at the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast at gmail.com. Just a reminder, I am still on a social media fast until January. So while the Instagram page is still up and I'm not actively checking it, email is definitely the best way to reach me. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to these 15 episodes and walking alongside me on this foster and adoption journey. Remember, motherhood is hard no matter how you get there, but together we've got this, mamas.